Welcome to episode 5 of the Deviating Tangents podcast. My name is Connor. And I'm Scott. Please pull out a number 2 pencil and a loose leaf sheet of paper, and let's begin. So, welcome back. Anybody, anybody who's left, I apologize for last week. If, if, if you made it through Kremit, you, you made it through the worst yeah, of it. Yeah, you're just, you're kind of, you're a part of us now. <laughs> And that's life. Welcome to the field. Welcome to the field. <laughs> Thankfully, episode five is clown free. I mean, the, his, his, his suit is still there, but he, he's he's not. It's not even like a suit. It's like a it's like a onesie with yeah. the, the butt flap. <laughs> Today's episode is going to be a little different. Uh, I, they all are. It, 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 you're right. <laughs> Uh, today's episode, uh, courtesy of a list I found, uh, we're going to be, so Scott knows nothing about this, uh, I'm going to be sharing with you and with him for, essentially, for his feedback and for you guys to go, really? Like, seriously, that's a thing? Uh, the most ridiculous law in every state. Uh, so there are plenty of urban legends and fake laws circulating around the internet, However, these are actually documented, weird, or outlandish laws, completely, like, actually legitimate and on the books. Whether or not they're enforced is a different scenario entirely. But, um, so, here we go. Starting with, and these are all in uh, alphabetical order, so. Starting with Alabama. Uh, The city of Mobile may know how to throw down on Mardi Gras but the use of plastic confetti is strictly prohibited. Hmm. All right, I, I, I can understand that. They throw a lot of parties, I would assume, and, you know, plastic waste is an issue that's just going to keep getting worse. That is pretty much the, that's the subtext of the of the law. It's like if it's not, uh, anything non-biodegradable is unlawful, according to Municode Library. Makes sense. Uh, so, obviously, let us know uh, if any of these laws stick out to you as particularly weird. I'm trying to go for some audience participation points, not just, like, the bonus bonus points for, hey, do you know this weird, obscure thing we're talking <laughs> about? But um, if you're watching this on YouTube, on the ZGP Studios channel and the playlist specifically for the Deviating Tangents podcast, uh, you can send us direct comments for uh, anything that you wanted to know or think we should look into and hell we might do an episode on it there's always also you can reach us at deviatingtangents at gmail.com uh, is our professional work email for professional could, and heavy air quotes <laughs> so we could turn this into the home start the strong bad email of podcasts so if you guys want to write us with questions or topics that might make for an interesting episode or episodes if we have a lot to say about it. That's another avenue that you can reach us at. I'm just trying to get your guys' feedback on how we do our show. Or if you just want to send hate mail, because I'm sure a lot of you out there have nothing better to do. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a separate a separate laptop for the, the spam links and the, yeah. the porn links that brick my computer. Yeah. And also for the email. That. <laughs> 
All right, starting, well, not starting with, we already did Alabama. So let's move on to Alaska. A person cannot get drunk in a bar and remain on the premise. All right. Um, that kind of defeats the purpose of a bar, but I, I, I guess. So I think this one may have been mistyped. Because according to Alaska State Legislature, the statute says an intoxicated person may not knowingly enter or camp out where alcohol is sold. Okay, that that does change things quite a bit. Yes. Uh, in Apparently in 2012, police in Anchorage, Alaska started enforcing the law by sending plainclothes officers into bars to identify excessively drunk people and arrest suspects, according to ABC News. All right, that that goes back to not making sense. Yeah. All right. This this is a weird one. Anyone from uh, from uh, I almost said Arkansas, and we're not there yet. <laughs> Anyone from Alaska care to fill us in on that? Is this a an enforceable thing? Because like, usually like, when it well, usually when you get into like public disorderliness, like yeah, I, I can understand being drunk and then going to a bar and. and you know, not wanting to be overserved and all that—that's fine. But like every state does <laughs> yeah. that. But if you're if you're already in the bar and drinking and you know not causing a problem, then what's the point? Yeah. I don't know. These I, are I the, don't make laws. This is this is a long list. I'm sure some of these are going to be kind of weird, and some might just be like duddy. Yeah. So, oh, I was reading. I also read a little bit of this ahead of time to get a feel for some of these. Arizona. No one can feed garbage to a pig without first obtaining a permit. So I, I was expecting this later in, in some of the um, more Midwestern states, I guess. I, I don't know. You could call Arizona almost <laughs> Midwestern. It is a very Western state. Well, I mean, like, I forget what state it is, but I know that you're not allowed to carry... Um, like an ice cream dome or something in your back pocket and that sounds insane until you you realize why it's a law so whatever state that is if a horse is on your property that's your horse it is illegal to entice a horse to to follow you onto your property so then that would then be your horse mm. If you have an ice cream cone in your back pocket, that horse is going to try and follow you to get the ice cream cone. Yeah. That's why it's illegal to, to... To do that. So I can understand not feeding a pig without without a permit. Yeah. Or also just, you know, making sure the garbage you're feeding the pig is safe for the pig. Yeah. Allow me to elucidate. It says, uh, without first obtaining a permit. However, you can swap out the trough for a wastebasket if the swine are raised for your own consumption, according to Arizona State Legislature. Gotcha. Okay, so that makes sense. So, so it's a, a public health safety thing. Yes. All right. Because pigs will eat anything. Yep. We do know that. And so if you put garbage in front of them, they'll eat it. And if that goes into the, the mills and suddenly you're processing that animal and then it's like, we yep. already have enough plastic in our <laughs> diet. We don't need more. Yep. So speaking of Arkansas, because I jumped the gun a little bit ago, a pinball machine can't give away more than 25 free games to a player who keeps winning. Huh. Uh, this just, uh, the statute aims to prohibit machines that encourage gambling. So that's a thing that 
Yeah, so I, I, I happen to like Storage Wars and, and things like that. Yeah. I watched an episode recently where the locker had three four-wheelers and a couple of pinball machines. They were not allowed to sell the pinball machines. Interesting. Um, due to gambling concerns. Yeah. I've always considered pinball's more of a... <laughs> game though yeah I, like you I'm, don't win exactly yeah, yeah there's no real payout i mean like now if i don't know if there's ever been a arcade that works this way but there's a possibility i guess that maybe some arcades <laughs> if you break high score i think i've seen pinball machines that give tickets oh that's interesting i've never come across one yeah i, I like if if i'm at an arcade to win enough tickets for a prize i'm not playing pinball yeah but but i i'm pretty sure they exist yeah like for me arcades are more of that novelty thing anyway yeah like, like the prizes you win are shitty prizes anyway yeah. the, the the ones that you really want to win you're going to be spending more money playing the game yeah, i'll than just you would just buying the prize out right yeah i'll just sit on a on a galaga machine for an hour yeah exactly or play dance dance revolution because i went there with people yeah you know, I'm not going to go to an arcade by myself <laughs> just to play pinball and win a crappy yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog plush. I, I like the uh, the monster drop game where, where it's all about timing. Yeah. Because you, you put me on that for a while and I'll hit the jackpot just about every time. Yeah. <laughs> so here's one that I love. Moving on to the state of California, a frog that dies during a frog jumping contest cannot be eaten and must be destroyed as soon as possible. What reason could this possibly be for? I would love to know what you're thinking. And and, and what is a frog jumping contest? I, I feel like that's a, a an important bit of information there. So the the health code likely made its way into the books to protect competitors at the Calaveras County Fair and Frog Jumping Jubilee. Apparently this is a real thing. <laughs> a decades old tradition in the gold mining town of Angels Camp. Tourists and jockeys compete to see how their frogs, how far their frogs can leap. In some states, it's illegal to perform... Wait. Nope. I am jumping the gun because that looked like an unrelated article. <laughs> so, frogs. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. This... this uh... Hey, Kremit. You ever been to California? <laughs> think he's out right now he's running it's, some errands this this is probably for the best yeah i heard the door open and close a little while ago but i'm here and jess is here so i think he just yeah he's been living under the sink it's an odd place he for drinks him. my dish soap all, I, all right i mean he doesn't smell or anything and it's like uh, all right i'm just afraid that like maybe his slimy exterior is gonna start like excreting bubbles and then i have to i'll have a clean house but, I mean, as, as as clean as you can with 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 Kremit. Yeah, but like dish soap's expensive, man. Yeah, but not this. Just looks to be like an old timey, just like holdover from like the eighteen hundreds yeah. when we first claimed California. And I think it was like like bury bury a hero, don't eat just because <laughs> it's not a person. It seems like one of those health code laws. Oh, all right. Next, we have Colorado State. Uh, you have to get a permit to modify the weather. Um, so this one threw me for a loop, too. What? what? <laughs> this makes a lot more sense when you read it. Um, 
In some states, it is legal to perform activities that create changes in the composition or behavior of the atmosphere. However, not in Colorado without a permit. Weather modification is not only possible, but is actually a lucrative business. Colorado ski resorts pay private companies to burn silver iodide on their slopes. The material carries into the clouds and stimulates precipitation, which creates a fresh sheet of powder for skiers. Okay. Acquiring a permit right. ensures minimal harm to the land and maximum benefit to the people. You shouldn't be doing it in the first place. With the context, it makes a little more sense. Yeah, it's, but... it's just a control burn permit. Yeah. Huh. Like, I would not like to be burning metals into our atmosphere. Anyway. Yeah. The ozone yeah. layer is thin as it is. I mean, so it, it's recovering. Yes. Um, I think by 2050, it's it's set to be, you know, fully back to the way it used That's to be. if we, like, keep on the whole, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it got a big <laughs> shot in the arm last year because everything stopped. Yeah. Uh, who knew the, the, the way to solve climate change was to not pollute the climate and just seriously. I saw Captain Planet the other day. <laughs> Not the show, the, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> green, <laughs> green-haired, blue dude. Flew by, said the power's yours, and that started raining on me. Didn't smell like rain. It it it, it may have been yellow. Yeah. And I'm not a I'm not a fan of golden showers, so. You, you don't you don't say something like that on on a public platform, like, what? just. <sighs> oh my god! I I completely forgot that was a thing that happened. <laughs> was that today or yesterday? It, it was recent. It, I, I don't think it was today, but it was recent. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's one of those things that you don't say, oh, I'm not into that, this... unless you're absolutely into that. Yeah. Well, it was also unprompted. Exactly. That's the whole point. You don't say that unless you're into that. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a show when Trump did the Kefeva tweet. Jesus. So this is kind of our Kefeva moment. Um, apparently, former 45th President Donald Trump said in a press conference for recently recently this was like days ago uh maybe even day ago that he he, he pointed out he took time <laughs> out of the he took time out of the discourse to just point out the fact that he does not enjoy certain you know sexual pleasures which, I mean, is all well and good. Everyone has their own kinks, whatever, fine. Bullshit. But, like, to be that defensive about it to the point where, you're, where you'll bring it up unprompted, you don't do that unless, hey, you're actually into that That is, thing. like, absolutely, like, an admonition <laughs> of guilt. <laughs> uh, so how about that Connecticut state? <laughs> <laughs> Junk, collect junk collectors must be out of luck in this state. That's not what the that's not what the declaration is. It's that's the tagline for the state because it leads into in Hartford. It is illegal to collect rags, paper, glass, old metal, junk, cinders, or other waste matter in the city without a license, according to Municode. Why would that be? What? Why can't you collect old cans and why can't I, you clean up litter? I don't know. <laughs> 
I think, well, collecting is not the same as, like, disposing of. I mean, I, even I, still, you gotta collect it before you can dispose of it. Yes, but my guess is that it just keep... It's an attempt to keep trash down. I don't know. Like, it scourges dumpster divers from, like, breaking stuff. And so that, that's you're not supposed You're not supposed to do that anyway, but... So... I'm not gonna do it myself. I don't see the problem with dumpster diving. I mean, but like, th- there there is so 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 much food thrown away by grocery stores every single day for stupid fucking reasons. The the reason, well, the reason for throwing food away is stupid, but the reason why you're not supposed to go dumpster diving is people think of it. it so the way that the public perceives it, and the way that like governments want you to perceive it is well at least the way that the cities want you to perceive it is that it's a health risk if you jump into a dirty gross dumpster that has god knows what in it that's never like routinely surgically cleaned you can't trust whatever food you pull out of there and that much i can understand yeah but what it really is is it's an attempt to curb homeless people from going through like being able it's keeping people from scavenging which doesn't make any fucking sense it's it's (laughs) cities and towns trying to make their towns their cities and towns not look poor because there aren't people diving for food scraps and and you know the way to fix that help the fucking homeless people seriously like like you've got these places that will uh install benches with fucking spikes on them to prevent homeless people from sleeping there. Yeah. Why not give them a place to live rather than install this new bench that you had to spend money on R&D for? Yeah. What is it? Um, I saw... I was on Imgur the other day. Uh, there was a post someone had made. I think this was taken from a tweet that I can't remember who said it. But it, and I'm not going to be able to quote it properly because I didn't save it and I don't know where it is, so I can't pull it up. But um, it essentially said that the politicians of today are walking through open doors just to slam them in the faces of the people who walk behind them mm-hmm. because Congress wants to raise Social Security mm-hmm. so that old people can be taken <laughs> care of, but don't. So they want to raise social security to meet inflation, mm-hmm. but don't want to increase wages to meet inflation because mm-hmm. that wouldn't matter. <laughs> yep. That's they, ridiculous. They'll help themselves. They won't help anyone else. Which politicians don't even get social security. They don't put into it and they don't take out of it either. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different system. So why does it matter to them? They play by a completely different set of rules than us. Yep. But this is not meant to be a political show. This is just, we're punching up (laughs) two poor, angry people that have been spurned by their government. We're angry and we lash out at things. Not just us, everybody does it. We are at least afforded the, I guess, opportunity. We have the First Amendment and that is fantastic. We, We can say all these things without, you know, worrying about getting shipped off to prison and whatnot. So, on the one hand, that's great. On the other hand, fuck most politicians. Seriously. (laughs) Like, the the, the, the 
politicians of today would not enact that as a law. Yep. The founding fathers, oh, yeah. who were yeah, yeah. people with mindsets that wanted people to actually be free, mm-hmm. were like, like, yeah, like, Britain, don't tell us what to do. You, th- This is your list of things you want us to do and abide by. Well, here's all this stuff that we want to do. And we want to do it so bad, we're going to sign it into law so that we can do it. Did you know that slavery is still legal? In some places. Every places. Every place. No, we're not talking about this. So the 13th Amendment abolishes slavery, in air quotes, except for the punishment for a crime. Which means... Oh, offenders will be prostituted. Basically, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, slavery is absolutely illegal if it's for a crime, which means the for-profit prison industry has an endless stream of free labor. What do they do? I don't know. They don't do anything. They used to make license plates and they, then they got really shitty. You break you break rocks and then you have to glue them back together so you can break I, them again. I, I, I don't know. That's what the cartoons told me. Uh, sure. Delaware. <laughs> God. Every time we get to a new letter of the alphabet, here's another gripe I have with the government. All right. In Delaware, it's a misdemeanor to sell, barter, or offer the fur of a domestic dog or cat. Okay. I, I mean, that... Just that... animal cruelty prevention. Yeah. But why would you want a cat skin coat anyway? That, I, don't, that just... I don't know. Why would you want to wear, like, a, a fucking... What are the furs that, like, you see, like, the fifth, the old portraits of, like, the 50s? Like, uh, minks? Yeah. Like, yeah. why would you want to wear that? It's a rat. They don't even take, like, the bone... Like, they take the bone out and stuff, but, like, it still has a face. Yeah. It's like a bearskin rug, but you wear it around your neck. It's just weird. Yeah. It's like, if you want a puffy, fluffy thing that you can take with you everywhere, just get a Pomeranian and carry it in your purse. Yeah. But, no, it says under says underneath. It's funny. They pair this with a picture of uh, Corella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> uh, any products made in whole or in part from the hair say a coat made of 101 Dalmatians <laughs> may result in a fine of $2,500 and a ban on owning a dog or cat for 15 years after conviction. Okay. According that, to the state of Delaware. So that's another thing I have an issue with is is when the, the punishment for a crime is just a fine. That means it's only illegal for poor people. Yeah. If, if you have the money to pay the fine, then that's it. Done. You can just do the thing. Yeah. It's like the cost of business, essentially. Yeah. We've talked about this before, not on the show. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the state of Florida, we, I don't remember reading this one. Oh, yes, I do. Uh-oh. <laughs> I haven't read all of the all of the things on this list, but thus far, this is my favorite one. And I'm reading this verbatim, so if anybody has a problem with the words in this, uh, attack Business Insider, not me. Um, in the state of Florida... People who own bars, restaurants, and other places where liquor is sold may be fined up to $1,000 if they participate in or permit any contest of dwarf tossing. (laughs) Let me read this. Florida outlawed tossing little people in 1989 after the bar activity caught on in southern parts of the state. A Florida state legislature tried to repeal the law in 2011 and was wildly unsuccessful. 
Now, I'm not going to say you should just pick up and throw someone whenever you feel like it. On the other hand, if, if said person says, hey, throw me. It's kind that, of their that, fault. That, that just sounds like a fun time now, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> Everybody want to play some darts? Oh, we don't have any darts. I'll go. <laughs> God. Florida man, hard at work. Yep, whole bunch of Florida men. <laughs> in the state of Georgia, those engaged in llama-related activities such as riding, training, or goofing around at a country fair are responsible for any personal injuries they suffer. I with, mean, that makes sense. With the exception uh, of some may pursue legal action if they were simply watching from an authorized area. But... That- that makes sense. Yeah. The Georgia Department of Agriculture law protects llama owners from liability in the event of harm or death, with few exceptions. Because people just see llamas and they're like, oh, it's a cute thing. And then it's like, it's a giant animal that will yeah. trample you. And Just because it's big and fluffy doesn't mean it's going to act all big and fluffy. It'll yeah. kill you. Most things that are big and that aren't, that are big but aren't fluffy want to be big and fluffy. Mm. Like, um, not elephants. Wa- not, yeah, elephants especially. Also, rhinoceros. Mm. Uh, like, not wild ones, obviously. Not wild elephants either. <laughs> but domesticated, if you... I can't even say domesticated, but in captivity, in yeah. zoos and stuff. Uh, they just... They have that... Where was it I read this? That they have that same chemical flow release of serotonin yeah. that is akin to us seeing a puppy. Elephants and rhinoceros look at us that way. They see a, they see a person, they go, Oh, puppy. <laughs> And they love us and think we're cute and that we deserve all the pets and all that. Now, we could have had domesticated elephants. Are you going to complain about Lincoln again? (laughs) So apparently there was... You would know more about this. Because you're the one that wanted elephants. I I forget which, which ruler it was, but someone offered Lincoln elephants when when he took power and lincoln was like thank you but no and we could have had you know american elephants just roaming around the, the plains out here and, and and lincoln said no apparently russia is trying to revive the woolly mammoth yeah so that's an interesting we the the science behind it is is fascinating we're not reviving mammoths we're, we're essentially turning on the genes of modern day elephants to make them more akin to the mammoths of old we're trying to readapt an, an existing species yeah yeah so so essentially like like evolution on steroids or something so like, like a that. metamorphosis almost yeah yeah interesting um, check out Kyle Hill's video on it. He, he goes he goes way more in depth on it. Yeah, there's always someone that knows more about what we're talking about. Than oh yeah, we do. yeah, yeah. We, we if, are not the authority on a, anything. If a topic ever like piques your interest and we don't do it justice, like literally, just search it out because yeah, almost almost anyone can talk about a topic we discuss better than we can. Yeah, just be careful where you're getting your information from. Preferably, like, scientific background and peer-reviewed study. Yeah. Don't uh, don't get your political advice from a guy who sells pillows. Avoid 4chan. 
I avoid 4chan, but it's, a, it's not a, all bad. I mean, like, it, is it all bad? No, but there's a lot of bad. It, that's fair. Yeah. And it's all anonymous bad. <laughs> okay. Hawaii. Hawaii. Uh, billboards have no place in paradise. They're outlawed in the state with few exceptions, including notices from public offices and signs posted to where goods are sold. Uh, and this is part of the Urban Beautification Initiative, which dates back to 1927. When, I don't remember reading this, but this is weird. When an all-white circle of Hawaii's power wives created the Outdoor Circle Club and lobbied for a ban on outdoor ads. It, it, it seems odd to make that distinction, doesn't it? Yeah, especially when most of the population of Hawaii would be native islanders. Yeah. And then, of course, the white people have to come in and ruin it with their politics. I mean, just just like everything. I mean, like, the, <laughs> the islands still look beautiful. Like, I'm glad there aren't signs everywhere. Yeah. But... Um. I, ideally, I'd like to see some of that around here, too. Cause, yeah. Cause, like, there's, I'm tired of them taking, like, plots of trees and digging it all up just to make another yeah. fucking storage locker. Um, I, I really dislike the the billboards that are set way far back on, on the side of the road to the point where you need to look directly at it if you want to see what it's saying. Yeah. And then it says... Don't be distracted while driving. Yeah. But the billboard itself is is the distraction. Why is it? All right. Yeah. In the state of Idaho. So do you remember a couple episodes ago when we were talking about, uh, maybe that was the last episode? We were talking about Wendigos. Yeah. So in the state of Idaho, cannibalism is strictly prohibited and punishable by up to 14 years in prison. However... The law is allowed under life-threatening conditions and only as an apparent means of survival and as the only apparent means of survival, according to Idaho State Legislature. So, if you are absolutely no other options going to starve, and the only thing that you could possibly eat to avoid that is human flesh in the state of Idaho, you can do that. Just don't do it at night during a blizzard or you'll turn into a Wendigo. <laughs> I like these. These are fun. Yeah. It's, it's better. I almost like the show better when we put some structure into it. Because <laughs> we're able to bounce. We're able to bounce around with thoughts and ideas. Yeah, but then yeah. we have a thing that anchors us to the show. Ha- having an overarching theme is good. But I yeah. like. I like the, the the the. Oh, look shiny. Yeah. In the state of Illinois, uh, urban legend says it's a crime in Illinois to possess more than six hundred dollars worth of salamanders. Why do you think this is? I'm I'm just I'm 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 questioning how many salamanders that is. Like, are, are we talking a dollar per salamander says, or, or that's seventy-five plus salamanders according to fair market value. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about that. So so let, let, let let's let's do some math here. That's what, six hundred divided by seventy-five so, $8 per salamander? I mean, you could go down to your local creek and find a new... Yeah, but, like... I don't... I don't know if $8 per salamander is a lot or a little. <laughs> um, 
and and why why well, why why do you need 75 salamanders why, why why are you prevented from having more than 75 salamanders well and if, if you have a mix of different species of salamanders does that change the number of how many you can have so i think you're thinking about this logically the way most people would but it's in the wording of the law because it's illegal to possess more than $600 worth of salamander. And it even says, in reality, it's illegal under an Illinois law to possess any variety of aquatic life that was captured or killed in violation of the Fish and Aquatic Life Code, or whose value exceeds $600, according to the Illinois Great Assembly. So I think it just discouraging poaching of, like, uncommon... Uh, fauna. All right, I I, I suppose. Because it's like if you if you were to buy a blue tongue skink hmm. from a breeder, those suckers can be like three hundred dollars a head. Yeah. So it's like if you have like an axolotl, for example, mm-hmm. it's like that thing. They're already endangered. They mm-hmm. need to be well taken care of. So you don't just want to be buying those from somebody in the back of a van. Yeah, and apparently they have, like, really interesting genetics, too. Like, you can breed for specific colors, but it's not it's it's not as easy as, as you know, just dominant and recessive genes. There's there's more to it than that. Yeah, it's, a very, it's like a... <coughs> what's the word I'm looking for? It's a dynamic... I don't I don't know enough about axolotl genetics. Yeah, neither do I. Speaking of, it is actually pronounced axolotl. I remember going at just the first or second episode where I remember us talking about them and I called them alotls because I assumed that in the I looked it up and I think it's pronounced the Hey everybody, this is Connor in the middle of the editing process again. And I'm glad I didn't try to pronounce this during the episode because I wanted to do it justice. This is what would be known as the Nahuatl language used by the ancient Aztec tribes of Central America dating as far back as the 7th century. I'm just going to say the ancient Aztec language that was used to define and name these creatures, the the X is actually pronounced. So axolotl is actually how you pronounce that. But I did a whole thing on this, and I was going to do, like, a follow-up to it, and then I forgot, and we never did it. And it's coming back to me now, and it haunts me forever. Just say the lizard from Minecraft. Yeah. It's not a lizard, but the lizard from Minecraft. The newt. Sure. I mean, it's a water salamander. It's practically, yeah. In the state of Indiana... Did I skip one? Nope. In the state of Indiana, stores can't sell refrigerated water or soda. What? Why? The law specifies that beer and wine should be stored in the exclusive business... Wait. The law specifies that beer and wine store... That the beer and wine store, the storage of beer and wine, should be in the exclusive business of selling adult beverages that any water or soda sold needs to be room temperature, according to find law. Am I reading this weird? I am dyslexic but am i reading this weird that doesn't make any it's a hot day and it's illegal to sell someone a cold soda what no because you want them to buy a cold beer (laughs) all right law specifies that i'm reading this verbatim maybe i'm putting the senses the stresses in the weird place the law specifies that a beer and wine store should be in the exclusive business oh so and so like a liquor store okay 
a liquor store can't sell soda and water. Okay, that that makes more in sense. In the coolers. That makes more sense. Um, I do know that in some states, uh, liquor stores are run by the, the state governments. Yes, thank you, People's Republic of Maryland. I'm, I'm... All the ABC liquors. <laughs> there are other states that are like that, but Maryland was the one I lived in that was like that. I'm not... I'm not really a big drinker anymore, but I don't, I don't see the point in, in getting, like, like, why is it only a few places can sell alcohol and why is it taxed to hell? Yeah. And, and look at, uh, Jack Daniels. They, they are like one of the biggest distilleries for, for, um, what, bourbon in, in this? Whiskey, <clears throat> bourbon. Yeah. Uh, the Jack Daniels distillery is in a dry county. They cannot sell alcohol. Yeah. But they can distribute. Yeah, uh, and and if you go there to to the uh, the distiller itself and go to the gift shop, you can buy bottles there that are filled. You're not buying the alcohol; you're buying the commemorative bottle. Yep, that just happens to have product in it. Yeah, yeah. For accuracy's sake, I I just it's. Bullshit. That's like you go on a tour. You pay to go on a tour of the site yeah. where they offer tastings, but yeah. you're paying for the experience of the tour, not Ex- for the exactly, alcohol you're consuming. Yeah. 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 Uh, I have been on that tour. I, I did not do the tasting, but I, I've been to the distillery. Yeah. They would not let me take pictures because apparently flashes will, will do things to... Yeah. Light? Well, the slightest bit of light they don't want. So I don't think it was the light. I think it was a, a holdover from... When flashes actually, you know, sparked. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because you used to have like the the actual like the igniter and. Yep. That's interesting. So so like old timey cameras and things like that. Look, it... this is almost like a real variety <laughs> show now. In the state of Iowa, I have no segue. So back to the list. I mean, <laughs> do we ever have segues? Uh, in the state of Iowa, anyone trying to pass off margarine as real butter is guilty of a misdemeanor under food labeling laws in Iowa. <laughs> renovated butter must also be labeled as such, according to Iowa State Legislature. What is renovated? It's butter, but you put it in a I, new kitchen backsplash? I don't know. <laughs> I love the idea that someone's going to try to sell you margin telling it's butter. <laughs> it's like, they're not even close. Oh, man. What is that margarine? Just use butter. Not only is it country crock, it's, it's what it is. People tell you, is that butter? Yeah, it's a crock. Not only is it a tub of whipped grease, but if you let it sit on the counter long enough, it turns into gasoline. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean. Thank you, Jim Gaffigan, for that joke. I'll, I'll, I'll still eat it, but, like, so will I'm, I. I'm aware of what it is. Yeah, and I find in some places it's just easier to spread yeah. than butter for the most part. <laughs> like, if you're going to put other stuff on your bread, then, like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'm not... I, I love butter. <laughs> I love me some butter. But, like, I'm not going to turn down margarine if that's all they have. We're a couple of fat white guys. Of course we love butter. Yeah. <laughs> butter drenched everything. You remember... Remember um, Married with Children? I didn't watch it, but I know what it is. So so Al Bundy's wife, Peg Bundy, yeah. has a mother. I who... would hope so. <laughs> she just came into existence one day. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a sitcom, so the, the characters don't necessarily need to. <laughs> I anyway. dream of Jeannie. <laughs> 
so uh, Peg's mother is so large that she's just never on camera ever. Mm. And she's staying with them for a while. And she gets a job to make ends meet. She's a phone sex operator. That's funny. <laughs> and and her name is Butter. And and Alan friends have no idea that this number they're calling for several hours a day is Peg's mother. And and Al hates the woman because, you know, huge and lives in his house. Yeah, mother-in-law syndrome. Yeah. But he and his friends will, will call out several times a day until one time Al calls from within the house and he can hear her upstairs. And 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 just no he, he he hangs up, but then his friend Griff comes over and and like he fell in love with Butter and wants to marry her. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> In the state of Kansas. <laughs> in the state of Kansas, I, I think this one, I love ones like this because, like, they're predicated on, like, history. Mm-hmm. In the state of Kansas, there's no place like home to get tipsy. It's illegal to sell liquor by the glass in over 25 counties across Kansas state, which repealed the prohibition a full 15 years after Congress did. A lot of, a lot of Kansas is still really dry, apparently. Which doesn't make sense to me. I mean, even if you're not really a drinker, why are you making laws to prevent other people from doing it? Exactly. Like, yes, I understand alcohol can be dangerous when when used to excess. Anything in excess is dangerous. Exactly. So why prevent someone from doing it when it doesn't affect you at all? Like, like they're they're sitting at home and they want to drink. Who cares? Yeah. And it's like, I... I, in actuality, too much of anything is actually detrimental to you. Yes. Uh, like, I've had this argument with somebody before. They're like, you can't have too much air. It's like, okay, yes, try can. hyperventilating. Yeah. See what happens. And and most of the air you breathe isn't air. It's, it's nitrogen. And, if you yeah. just go pure oxygen, you will die. I mean, like, a higher concentration of oxygen won't kill you. And maybe <coughs> pure oxygen for a very limited time wouldn't kill you. But at the same time... Having highly oxygenated blood is just as bad as having low oxygenated blood. Like, mm-hmm. there's a butter zone for a reason. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Deviating Tangents, where Scott does that. But there's uh, no margarine zone. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's in a, it's in a, a liquid That would be pool. illegal. Because <laughs> it's li- not labeled as renovated butter. <laughs> Uh, apparently, to expound upon the, the Kansas law, in Kansas, individual counties may, by resolution or by petition, prohibit the sale of alcohol in public places where 30% or less of their gross revenue comes from the sale of food, according to Kansas State Legislature and Time Magazine. Hmm. Interesting. In the state of Kentucky, I'm Mr. Unlucky, and I'm known throughout England and France. Oh, it is that time of year, isn't it? It is that time of year. That's a Christmas movie. Yeah, so I, I, was, uh, I was outside the other day and just, you know, staring at the clouds. And I do that. People do that. I'm not weird. Okay, anyway. Um, I, I 
saw a cloud that looked like zero jumping out of a pumpkin. That's cute. Yeah. But in the state of Kentucky, every legislature, I love this one, every legislator, uh, public officer, and lawyer must take an oath stating they have not fought a duel with deadly weapons. All right. <laughs> when, en when it entered the Kentucky Constitution in 1849, the law was meant to deter men who might aspire to public office from participating in the once rampant Southern tradition. <laughs> Some evidence suggests that trial by combat might technically be legal on, on a federal level, even today. Oh, now that opens a whole new line of questioning. How, how serious <laughs> does something need to be? And how important do you have to be to be able to get your way yeah. with trial by combat? Exactly. Because like any random normal person says, oh, hey, I want a trial by combat. You're going to get looked at like you're insane. And so here's the other thing. I don't know about American politics, mm. but in like European politics, in in a trial by combat, you could have someone represent you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. There's a movie from the '70s. I think it came out in '77 called The Duelist. Mm -hmm. It's actually a really good movie that folk, that centers on like colonial era America, or maybe it was it was either colonial, like Revolutionary War, or Civil War. I think it was Revolutionary War, but in either case, um, there's it's called the Duelists. There's a bunch of dueling going mm. on, but it's between <laughs> the affected individuals. But like, if you look at a movie like Rob Roy, mm. um, uh, that's kind of like a a, a a dynamic hybrid where it's two dukes that are fighting over some whatever dispute. Think mm -hmm. trading places almost like I'll bet you a dollar, and then it's like these two men are going going at it for the, whatever it is they believe in, mm -hmm. and then it's like there's someone behind the scenes profiting off of it, as there always is. Oh yeah, uh, they did that on Game of Thrones too. Yeah, uh, Tywin, I, I, Tywin and Tyrion have similar names that I keep getting mixed up for stupid. Even reasons. though they're very different individuals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the imp. Uh, demanded a trial by combat but because you know he's an imp he had someone fight in his stead for yeah. him and one do you think that Peter Dinklage would be up for <laughs> <laughs> a round of, of dwarf toss uh, in the state of Florida Southern uh, he, Florida. He he apparently has a house around here somewhere. Yeah. So he, so like in, we uh, can go find it in the Finger Lakes area, yeah. Atlas. A lot of a lot of celebrities have skinny Atlas houses. Mr. Dinklage, if if by some random chance you are listening to this, can we throw you, please? I mean, I know the answer is no, but yeah. please. I don't, want to, I don't want to hurt the million dollars worth the actor. I, I will throw my back out doing it. <laughs> no, there's a lot of celebrities that have homes, yeah. like in central New York. Louisiana. <laughs> um, in the state of Louisiana, uh, jambalaya prepared in the traditional manner is not subject to state sanitary code. Well, that's questionable. Well, the reason why is actually not that bad. It's just because state sanitary code requires, like, food be made in a kitchen. Mm -hmm. 
It's like if you were to serve this to a group of people. Mm -hmm. And the reason that this gets a buy is because, uh, according to the Louisiana State Legislature, the Creole stir-fry, made with rice, meat, and veggies, may be prepared for public consumption in the open using iron pots and wood fires. It still has to comply with, like, food safety. Okay, so so it's not a... Build, it's not a, a fire within a building for a kitchen. It's just like an yeah, outdoor. Yeah, you kitchen. can just yeah. you can just do a. <coughs> your restaurant can have an outside section where you just make homemade jambalaya. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I like laws like this that are like, no, this is our tradition and it's never hurt anybody. So we do this hour. Yeah. Long. All right. I, I can get behind that. So this one I have no context for. Uh, so if anyone is from the state of Maine. Uh, I'd like to know more about this. In Maine, a game of chance called Bino, like bingo, is regulated here. The law says that a person may assist players by playing their cards while they take a bathroom break, according to Maine State Legislature. This allowance does not apply in high-stakes Bino, which apparently is also a thing. Huh. So, I mean, I've, I've never heard of Bino before, but I've been to like church bingo nights yeah. and and I will attest that people take the game very seriously. I've never been to a bingo hall, but I can imagine how bad it gets. Yeah, but like if if you are messing around at all, like like those old ladies will go for your throat. Yeah. And and I I don't I don't mean that in general terms like, you know, only old ladies go go to bingo halls. No, go to a bingo hall. There are old ladies there. They will attack you. Yeah. Because they want that $20 coupon to... Yeah. We may have to make this a two-parter. This is going to be a real long episode. I mean, you got 50 states there with 50 laws. So. Yeah. And our bullshittery in between. Yeah, yeah. There is like three minutes of startup I have to cut out, but we're already at 50 minutes. Uh, so in the state of Maryland, fortune-telling is illegal. Good. I, I mean... I, I understand, you know, paying someone to tell you what you need to hear sometimes or what you want to hear sometimes, but, like, there's really no scientific basis on fortune. You're just making educated guesses. I know. I, I'm in that camp of if it doesn't hurt me and it doesn't hurt you and it makes you happy, you should be allowed to do it. Uh, it's too, to an extent, yes. Uh, do I think it's a scam? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's not hurting any as long as it's not hurting yeah as, as long as it's not hurting anyone that's one thing but then you got like uh let, let's say that someone in your life is missing and you go to a psychic yeah that 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 psychic should refer you to the police immediately yes like like oh no your your loved one is going to be returned back to you that's... very soon no that is dangerous and stupid yeah that's like the I don't want to draw too much attention to this, but the, even at the time of editing this episode, the Gabby Petito case is still ongoing. So I didn't want to divulge too much information, but here I was essentially updating Scott on the gist of the story. Um, after it had been deduced that she was murdered, 
all of these fortune tellers and diviners on TikTok came out and mediums came out and said, yeah, like I could feel her energy. So. And I, I hate that. Yeah. I hate people that are like, I'm, I'm going to tell the story of this deceased young girl and don't actually know anything about Trying her. to cash in on tragedy to, to hawk your snake oil. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> But uh, anyone pretending to forecast or foretell the future by the future of another by cards, palm reading, or any other scheme, practice, or device can be found guilty of a misdemeanor and fined up to five hundred dollars, or even serve jail time, according to Maryland State Legislature. And that's why you don't want to be a meteorologist in Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't want to be a cosmetologist in Maryland. Oh, wait, cosmologist? Yeah, uh, why are you talking makeup? <laughs> anyway. I've, made that, I've made that joke before. A cousin of mine was going for going to community college for cosmetology. Gotcha. And I said, and I had told her, I'm like, congratulations on, like, like good for you knowing what you want to do with your future. And so I hope you get into this thing with cosmology. She's like, what, does, what do the stars have to do with my future? I'm like, are they not the same thing? <laughs> In the state of Massachusetts, whether you're at Gillette Stadium or Fenway Park, you'll never hear just half of the Star Spangled Banner. Hmm. You're in it for the whole thing. Uh, single Singing or playing only part of the national anthem or remixing it as a dance music is punishable by a fine of not more than $100, according to Massachusetts State Legislature. Uh, okay. That, that's an odd one to me <clears throat> like I, I understand the the patriotism I guess and, and not wanting to tarnish the, the national anthem but again first amendment like do whatever the fuck you want with it Yeah. this next one takes us to the state of Michigan and this is a more understandable law because it goes back to a time it goes back to 1931 mm-hmm. when laws were like you didn't have a camera on you constantly. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was kind of hard to enforce things that you couldn't readily see. Right. So, uh, in Michigan State, a statute on the book since 1931 makes adultery a felony. Uh, okay. According according to the Michigan State Legislature, breaking this law is punishable by a maximum sentence of four years in prison and possibly a $5,000 fine. In 2012... A uh, Portage police sergeant was fired for on-the-job misconduct after allegedly cheating on his wife and furthered, furthering a relationship with a local waitress using a city-issued cell phone. The man was hmm. neither fined nor imprisoned, suggesting Michigan does not take the law too seriously. See, now, my issue with, with that story <coughs> is, is that actually a, not the adultery. It's that a cop got off it, for breaking the law? While on the job, yeah. Um, because, like, adultery is, is illegal even here. Yeah. Um, and I... This is going to make me sound like an asshole. I disagree. I, I, I believe that cheating is wrong. Absolutely. However, if a couple decides that, oh, hey, I, I want to include someone else... They should be allowed to do that. Like, I think like, both like, of them need to come to that decision. Well, yes, yes. So, so again, cheating is wrong. You, you don't just go 
screw someone else without you know yeah. consent from your partner but like if if that couple has decided that they don't just want to be a couple they they want to include other people yeah that or should be their choice sure whatever um I, I don't I don't think we should be making laws about people's bedrooms that ultimately only affect them. Yeah, I I think that a law on <coughs> closed doors practice yeah is a big deal. But this I think this is more or less to highlight cheating yeah. as like an actual offense because it's like it's and it's and fucking it's it's Michigan. So I I can. <laughs> I can kind of understand having it illegal on the books because that makes, you know, divorces and, and alimony afterwards easier if, if yeah. you can say, oh, hey, half of this relationship broke the law. So yeah, that, that makes things easier to end. But I disagree with it. You just disagree with the idea in general. Yeah. Of like, you just don't like people shaming I mean, there there is a huge world of of sex out there that people barely even scratch the surface of, and and you're really only hurting yourself by by doing that. And I sound like a creepy weirdo yeah, you saying are any of that. Being a creepy weirdo right now. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> this one's about Scott. At least I've never said that. Oh, I hate golden showers. <laughs> any in oh, the state of Minnesota, boy. any contest in which participants try to capture a greased or oiled pig what? is illegal. Okay. <laughs> the same laws also prohibit turkey scrambles, according to the what? Minnesota state legislature. You can't grease up a pig. Can't grease up a turkey. What, 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 what can you do? I mean, I guess in Minnesota we're just not allowed to have fun. We go to church, we pray to Jesus, we have 20 kids, and we die. <laughs> in Mississippi, in 2010, profanity in public could land a person in jail for up to 30 days. Which is stupid as all hell. Like, I mean, it's like you said, freedom of speech, but not freedom of consequences. Yeah, but like... Look, I don't like being policed on what I can and can't say as much as the next person. But I will hold my tongue if I'm if I stub my toe in a school zone. To to protect kids, sure, whatever. But like, I've seen videos of of um, cops arresting people for this law right after swearing themselves. Mm -hmm. So so like, if it's illegal enough to arrest someone necessary why why was the uh, necessary roughness is that what you'd call that on the books i i, I, don't, I don't know I, I, necessary necessary use of force there's there's a lot of things that need to change in this country <laughs> necessary use of forceful language when i become fewer there's going to be some changes around here that day, all female officers will be required to wear tiny mini skirts. <laughs> I didn't want anyone to think that we were like pro-Nazi or anything, so I yeah, finished no, that. Yeah, th no, that is very much a Full Metal Alchemist the, reference. Yeah, look up, look up Full Metal Alchemist. It's an anime. It's good. It's very good. Like very engaging, deep, sad storytelling. Uh, watch Brotherhood. Brotherhood yes. is better. It follows the manga more closely. Yeah. 
so okay, uh, so if we're we've already had a few things to say about this law, but let's look at it because this is a 2010 law. While this law appears to be a direct assault on the First Amendment, it's thought to have been conceived in order to protect the public, kind of like what I said. However, while it's no longer officially illegal for anyone to use vulgar language or obscene language in the presence of two or more people, people still can't display obscene stickers, paintings, decals, or emblems in public on motor vehicles or clothing. Which I still disagree with. I think that's more... I think speaking obscene things is more absurd, like more obscene than just having a visual. Yeah. Because um. it's like you can walk <laughs> down the street going the opposite direction. Like you can turn a corner going away from this obscene hmm. sign or shirt or bumper sticker. But if someone in and you won't even see it. So it's not affecting you hmm. or anyone else that goes the direction you're going. But if if in that exact same spot, if you replace that bumper sticker, that sign with an angry man screaming <laughs> all sorts of obscenities and cuss words. Mm -hmm. Now you got to now, now this is everyone's problem. Yeah. I don't know. I just, there, there is a fine line between protecting the public and stepping on people's rights. Yeah. I think noise pollution is a real thing while maybe visual pollution not yeah. in the not in the same way yeah like if someone has a, a window decal on their car that says i eat ass which is a real thing that someone has been pulled over oh, for yeah. who the fuck cares like, like that's that's an activity that the guy likes to do it's just, whatever that's just a prude cop yeah <laughs> try it you might like it you cuck <laughs> don't go to michigan or you'll be in trouble <laughs> I just, like, 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 I don't know, man. We should be able to, to speak our minds without, like, like, who's he trying to offend by saying that? He, he's, he's putting himself out there. You know, maybe he's trying to find someone who wants their ass eaten. <laughs> you don't know. He's trying to avoid, <laughs> he's trying to, like, get all the... He's trying to get a rise out of, like, all the PTA moms. The, and, I would never. You know what? If, if that's all he's trying to do, I am 100% supportive of that. But then they're going to, like, throw a brick through his window, and they're like, my, my and, child And that's where read... it goes too far. Yeah. But then it's her fault. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you, you can be the most respectful person in the world, and if someone wants to take offense to what you said... They're going to take offense to it. Yeah, people just want to be angry. And and my my issue with that is these people who are taking offense to to what's being said. That is your response to it. But like I I am in no way responsible to your reaction to something that happened. Yeah. That is entirely on you. Why are you making it my problem? Exactly. I eat ass. In the state of Missouri, <laughs> if a bull or ram over the age of one year runs rampant for more than three days, any person may castrate the animal without assuming liability for damage. I'm not going near it. Yeah, no. It, if it's been running around for three days, absolutely not. Yeah, I ain't going anywhere near that thing. <laughs> no. It's like... 
Like, sure, thank you for allowing me the freedom to do so, but get someone else to do it, because I ain't, <laughs> I ain't gonna. What good does that serve? Like, like, now he's just pissed off and has no balls. Yeah, like, he's not going to be able to procreate, so now there's less future bulls in the world. Mm-hmm. But what does that hurt? Like, what if they were endangered? Would the law still stand? <laughs> I don't know. Three town residents must attest in writing that the animal is indeed loose, and its owner must fail to reclaim or confine the beast after notice is given, according to the Missouri State Legislature. On to Montana. Driving animals onto a railroad track with intent to injure the train <laughs> can result in a fine. <laughs> yeah, because throwing Mr. Puddles out onto the tracks is really going to ruin that train's day. Fine for injuring the train, not not for the animal cruelty of letting a, a train hit the animal. That's what it says, too. <laughs> onto a railroad track with intent to injure the train. <laughs> I could throw myself onto a railroad track <laughs> with intent to injure the train, but I'm not going to. The train oh is going to turn me into powder. Oh, Talk about golden shower. Now we got a crimson one. It's raining me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> this fine can be up to $50,000. Breaking the law can also result in a stay at the state prison, not exceeding five years and uh, not exceeding five years and other damages, according to the Montana State Legislature. I would hope so. I don't really want this cat anymore. I'm just trying to look <laughs> train tracks. That's that's enough. Take care of your goddamn animals. Like. Like, we're, we're in spooky month right now. Spooky month is in full swing. Yep. There are a lot of, like, the ASPCA won't allow you to... Uh, yeah, you cannot adopt a black cat right now. Yeah, because you, because we know you. You're yeah. just going to post pictures of it in its little witch hat and its little broom. And you're going to post it on your Instagram and get a bunch of followers. And then as soon as it turns turkey month, that cat's out of your house. Yeah. And, and, and not, like, back to a loving home or anything, just thrown out on just the street. Like, yep, I don't need this prop anymore. I can just get rid of it. And and that's that's not... It's a living creature, man. Just it, demands, like... it demands your love and respect just as much as you do from anybody else. Uh, in Nebraska State, uh, no person... Wow, I did not read this far. In Nebraska State, no person who is afflicted with a sexually transmitted disease can marry. Uh, okay. While it's nearly impossible to enforce this law, yeah, yeah. and no blood test or medical history is required to get a marriage license, this health code could have prevented marital bliss for more than nine, let's just say 10,000 Nebraskans who reported cases of chlamydia and gonorrhea to the Nebraska Department of Health and Human Services in 2015. So a, a lot of these laws... Um, Make sure your partner is clean. Well, yeah, you should always do that. Um, so California had a law that was changed 
relatively recently, in the last couple of years. Yeah, it wasn't the one about the frogs. No, <laughs> it was not about the frogs. So um, it used to be a felony in California to to um, transmit an STD. Oh, yeah. They dropped it down to a misdemeanor. Yep. And everyone was up in arms over it. Rightly so. Until you look into it. So what this law did was... <coughs> um, it was a felony to knowingly transmit an STD to your partner. The law is supposed to prevent STDs from being transmitted, right? That, that, that would be what you would expect to it's happen. It's supposed to prevent malicious transmission. What the law actually did is stop people from getting tested. So it was a felony to knowingly transmit an STD... But if you're not tested, then it's not knowingly anymore. So they dropped it down to a misdemeanor to encourage people to get tested because that's a public health issue. Yeah, it's a public health issue. It should still be a felony. And then no one would get tested. Yeah, but then if you're still infecting other people, that cause it's going to come back to you. Not necessarily. Again... People want to have sex with a whole bunch of different people. It's hard to track down who was the the smoking gun, so they say. Screw you, California. <laughs> I, 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 it is a very nuanced law. It's a horrible. It just make like testing make testing free. Healthcare should be free anyway. Yes. Like don't the, the the cost of testing was not the issue. It was having a test versus not having a test. If you had a test, boom, you know things now. Wouldn't you want to? But my problem with this is, wouldn't you want to know if you were carrying something? Oh, absolutely. That's I why I would never just hook up with some rando. I don't know them. Mm-hmm. Like that scares me about the human condition is that people will just go out there mm-hmm. and like. Yep, I just met this person four seconds ago. We gonna go. We gonna go do the dirty now. Mm-hmm. And they know nothing about. They don't even know this person's name. I you mean, can call me a. You can call me a prude, but it's like I need to know things about my partner. And and you know what? That's that's fine. Everyone's different. I I feel that everyone should be tested all of the time, and I think that dropping it down to a misdemeanor was a good thing. I, I think there should be harsh punishments, harsh punishments for knowingly transmitting an STD to your partner. On the other hand, I believe that getting that information out there and and getting people the tests they need so they can get the treatment they need is more important than just jailing people. Well, what is the I I I didn't overconflate the issue. I feel resolved in saying that there should still be as like. A, an actual penalty for this. Yes. What is the misdemeanor? Like, how does it translate into, like, actual punishment? I'm I'm not entirely sure. Because, like, I'm hoping, like, a hefty fine. Something like Like, it doesn't that. even I'm, have to be I'm jail not, time. Just, really like, sure. kneecap the bitch. There, is, there is some form of, of punishment, yes. That's... It just needs needs to be acceptable amounts of punishment. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm Fuhrer... <laughs> God, I, I don't know. There, there are a lot of laws like that that sound like they're they're helping, but really they're just causing more problems. Yeah, like we just need laws to mean what they mean. 
I don't so, want. I don't want to. I don't want to remove. Like, that's that's another thing, and why lawyers are so expensive. Like, laws don't mean anything. Yeah, they're they're words on paper that we've given meaning that we need to pay people to interpret for us because they are so goddamn convoluted and complex for no fucking reason. That, that that's untrue. It's it's not for no reason. It's it's so there's no wiggle room. We write, we write laws to, to be very specific, and it's why it's so difficult, because there are so many of them. But by making an airtight law, by, <laughs> by making a law that yep. is completely airtight mm-hmm. with no room for wiggle room, you're cre- creating wiggle room! How so? So, okay, so like you said with the whole... California no unknowingly mm-hmm. and you know like uh, what is that transmitting a sexual sexually transmitted disease to your partner what it was moved down from felony to misdemeanor mm-hmm. to encourage people to get tested yes but the people that weren't going to get tested weren't going to get tested anyway and are now still going to create more problems I agree yes um, it, it is a tricky situation and and I believe that there is no one right answer no it, because <laughs> we live in a society with people in positions of power and everything is all about power balance but there yeah. is no balance yeah Nevada <laughs> <laughs> just just moving on <laughs> just, I, this upsets me on a level that I just need to Step away because we're gonna argue in circles about how much I hate the world we live in. Oh yeah, it, it gets worse when when you realize that people will just lie about things. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in the state of Nevada, using an X-ray, I'm glad this is a silly one. <laughs> I need silly right now. Yep. <laughs> in Nevada state, using an X-ray machine to determine a person's shoe size could get you in trouble in this state. A device. What? A device called a shoe-fitting fluoroscope, also known as a pedoscope, pedoscope, P-E-D-O, pedoscope. I just don't, you know, it, it, it sounds means like, foot in Latin. Yes, but it sounds like it sounds like it's yep. sounds like a pair of binoculars that highlights <laughs> people. That, you know, it sounds it looks it's like the the it's a protection against predators. <laughs> It's called the footoscope. <laughs> it says this right after it. Also known as a pedoscope or footoscope, for those of you that don't want to explain to your audience, <laughs> could expose the patient to radiation. Someone yeah. found using the device... Wait. Someone found using the device is guilty of a misdemeanor, according to Nevada State Legislature. Well, yes. I mean, x-rays cause radiation. We know that. Yeah. Why would a device (laughs) exist? We have ways of discovering our shoe size. Yeah. That don't require... I I mean, technology isn't always the way forward, Yeah, I guess. It can be sometimes, but like, I don't want to be the doctor on the block that's like, hey, you know those those weird metal... scales that you put your feet in and it tells you exactly what your shoe size is how long your foot is from heel to the point of your big toe and how wide your shoes are so we can find the fit for you let's get rid of that and Screw just shoot that. you with x-rays <laughs> i'm gonna take a picture of your foot <laughs> god in new hampshire it's illegal to carry away or collect seaweed at night 
high at night. Though this New Hampshire law might seem strange, marine plants and algae are routinely used to make fertilizer and animal feed, which gives it value. That does not explain why it's at night. That it ends there. Like, I get it. Like, is, is it to prevent people from stealing it or, or some shit? But then why would I it mean... be at night? It should, If it's valuable, then it shouldn't <laughs> be taken from the beach night or day. Yeah. So why does making it at night, I guess if it's daytime, there are more people to be able to stop you. Yeah. Versus sneaking onto the beach at night and stealing seaweed, which is a ridiculous thing to yeah. do anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's seaweed. It grows like a weed, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, you could call it the weed of the sea. In fact, Stupid. there are some people that call it that. Swimming in it is terrible, though. In New Jersey. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Is it just, like, it's you like. You can't see anything down there and, and it's, something touches you. It, it tickles all over. It's yeah. like, yeah, this is, it's, uh, this is not, this isn't water. There's something yeah. in my water. <laughs> In the state of New Jersey, a person wearing a bulletproof vest while carrying out a grave criminal act can be charged separately for suiting up. The practical effect is more jail and fines. All right. I I mean, that kind of makes sense. It it makes whatever you're doing premeditated. Yeah. Gear up for the gear up for the crime. Serve more time. Now, now what if like you just know the world is a dangerous place and that's just part of your everyday carry? Well, if your everyday carry includes a bulletproof vest, you're legally safe as long Maybe as you're you not. Should move. As long as <laughs> that's one way to look at it. My 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 belief system is that you would be legally exonerated, provided you weren't causing trouble. You would hope so, but I I, I don't know. Is that, a, is that a bulletproof vest? What do you wear a bulletproof vest for? I live in Philly, man. <laughs> Sorry to everybody that lives in Philly. That we we that so lives, rich we can't even afford a third a fourth wall. Everybody that lives in Philly that lives in a nice area <laughs> or a safe enough area to be able to say, hey, Philly doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. It's a beautiful area. At least the part of Philly I visited twice. Visited no. twice. No, I want a cheesesteak. So do I. Thanks, me. <laughs> <laughs> New Mexico. For many years, idiots could not vote in most elections. The word was historically used to describe someone with a that was mentally disabled or with an IQ of below 30. In 2016, the Supreme Court scrapped the archaic law from its books, effectively dismantling this ridiculous law in accordance to the Santa Fe New Mexican. I have mixed what? feelings on this. On because the there were a lot of people, there were a lot of, quote, <laughs> idiots in New Mexico. On the one hand, we, we should have voting laws that encourage everyone to vote because it is a very important thing for everyone to do, as shown recently. On the other hand, is really low for an IQ. Yeah, like, I don't know if you can function with an IQ that <laughs> yeah. low. Like, that's like displaying some severe inability. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't, I don't, 
we shouldn't be making people pass aptitude tests before they can vote, but at the same time... There like, has to be some kind of test that you need to put somebody through, first of all, to be able to drive a car. Yeah. And just translate that to just, like, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Just a common courtesy test. Not, not even that. Like, a general intelligence, common, you common know, sense test. <laughs> Even if even if the test isn't used for anything, like like pass or fail doesn't matter, has no bearing on on your ability to vote. I still think that and when the police pull you over, it says on your license, ah, oh, he's an idiot. Shit. <laughs> this requires like three more sheets of paper. I, I don't know. There there are some things that people need to be informed on, and I think voting is is one of those you should be informed before you do exactly. It. Which is why I like that if you can pass a common sense test to be able to vote yeah. and then you do something really stupid with your vote, now it's like it's almost premeditated sabotage. I I, I don't I don't I don't think we should be throwing away votes just just because oh, oh hey, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but it's like if an outcome happens a particular way, but everyone who passed that, you know <coughs> that uh you know that test i had a name for it common sense test a lot of things go out the window when you record a show i forget yeah. things i'm saying all the time yeah that's um, why we do the show yeah uh if you pass the common sense test but then like the results are skewed in a direction that is not commonsensical i don't know i'm not i i'm not thinking of a good way you could implement that i See, I'd, I'd even be against that. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'd go through with it. I'm just saying if there were, G give them the information, but then that's the end of it. Yeah. Like, like, like don't track them after. But there's that. no. But information is subjective in this day and age. You just have to, you just have to decide which celebrity you like the most, and then their word is gospel to you. And I really hate that. But that's that's an entirely different story. Yeah. Voting is important. Go vote. Don't be an idiot. At least try <laughs> not to be an idiot. I'm going to wrap up this part because we're actually like right at halfway. Oh, good. Okay. Um, and we can just like throw in some bullshit in the next episode too. Yeah. Um, so I'm ending off part one of the Crazy Laws saga. Uh, saga is more than two parts, but uh, the I'm ending off part one of Crazy of the Crazy Laws podcast with uh, New York State. So, Scott, did you know the Empire State bans being masked or in any manner disguised in public with other people dressed in the same getup? What? I'll say that again. The Empire State of New York bans being masked or in any manner, all of that in quotes, uh, disguised in public with other people dressed in the same getup. This has nothing to do with now. Okay, so I, I this understand... Is not, this is not like like medical mask. I, I understand where it's coming from. It, it, it's an anti-gang law. Yes. Um, but, like, with that law on the books in our current climate, that bans, like, work... 
at or after work baseball teams. Yeah. And and things of the sort. Well, it says disguised. You're disguised as someone who's who's good at playing baseball. But if it's tracked back to like a company team, that company can be identified and be like, "Oh, who are the players on your team?" and then they can put your name to your face. I suppose, but you're you're still taking a ride down to the station. I don't know how like how it like you, you said You shouldn't, but technically uh, on the books. Like you said, there are nuances to this. Yes. Yes. Being masked or in any other or in any manner disguised in public. So I think when I think disguised, I think don't want to be seen or don't want to be recognized. That's fair. If you are wearing like a after work baseball team outfit, you're not hiding. That's just what you happen to be wearing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But let's see. Let's elucidate a little bit. The law has withstood legal changes, challenges, has withstood legal challenges since 1845 and, and included exceptions for parties, according to the New York Times and Find Law. Uh, the law has obviously been partly overturned as a result of the coronavirus pandemic and encouragement, All right, there you go. <laughs> and encouragement from health and legislative officials to wear masks and face coverings in public, especially in like the New York City area, which is yeah. the picture that is described here. It's like, I wouldn't be caught dead in NYC without a mask with how people are still walking shoulder to shoulder. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to New York City. Like, like even after this is all done, I I just I never no. had a desire to go. Yeah, I think it's because I've lived so close. I don't live in like, you know, I don't live in Montana, and I'm yeah. like New York City is a place everybody goes to be famous, even though you're closer to California. Mm-hmm. It's like I saw a movie that was about and, and, and it was about New York, and I wanted to go. But I'm gonna have to put a pin in this. Because we are at an hour thirty. All right, that's that's a decent so enough. We got it. We got a. I like this. I'm gonna have to find some more lists of interesting shit we can talk about. Yeah. But I do like the the, the random bouncy though. Yeah. That, that's always good. Yeah. Uh, give us some feedback and and uh, what what do you like more the the more structured or, or the more cramming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Private. No, we gotta get. <laughs> this has been the Deviating Tangent Podcast. We'll see you back next week for episode six. Everybody, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I look at the yeah. door as though Kremit was he staring exist. at me. Why do we keep looking at? Him? <laughs>